This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 16. Episode 38. This is Writing Excuses. Deep dive into character. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Dan. I'm Ciel. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Mary Robinette. And we are continuing our really wonderful Mice Quotient class taught by Mary Robinette Kowal. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you to uh, Ciel and Charlotte for being here. Today we get to talk about character in nice, juicy details. So take it away. All right. So to recap... Uh, in the mice quotient, character stories are basically stories that are driven by the character's self-doubt, um, angst. Uh, and they are very much about internal conflicts. They are about a problem that the character has with themselves. And they begin when your character basically asks, who am I? And they end when they say, this is who I am. Most of the time when you see a character's story told in the wild, it is paired with something else, and there is a catalyst, an external catalyst, that causes that moment of self-doubt. That moment does, uh, doesn't have to be a major driver of the story. So um, if, if your character is plagued with self-doubt because, um, you know, it's like, I, I thought that I was a charming philanthropist. And someone is like, no, actually, I find you very, very much an asshole. Um, they, they don't need to necessarily try to fix that person's opinion of them. But that, that can be the moment that causes them to have the self-doubt and be like, well, am I? Am I? I thought I was charming. And then, and then kicks off this exploration of self-discovery. Uh, it also can be something that they are trying to fix. So in a romance, that relationship, that that mis uh, uh, that probably completely accurate impression is something that they would be trying to fix because they wanted to to have a relationship with the person. But they don't have to. Uh, so in a classic one, it is just about the character being sad about who they are and wanting to be somebody different. So um, I'm also my... going to say... Oh, yes. Ooh. Go, Sorry, sorry Mary, Mary Robinette. I just completely spoke over you. But um, I think while it is true that an event can then help kick off a character story, also the reverse is true. So the novel that I'm currently grappling with, it's the character um, and their flaw um, who makes a mistake, and then that kicks off an event that upsets the status quo. So, you know, you can play around with which order these things happen in. Yes, absolutely. And one of the challenges sometimes with with this that is, um, is that, that the urge when you're doing a character story is to make the character deeply flawed so that they can come to some magical realization and become a better person. And the fact is you don't have to make someone deeply flawed to have a character story happen. Uh, it, it can be just two pieces of themselves, uh, them worrying about which, you know, what 
what they're going to prioritize. You know, do they prioritize work or family? This is a, a thing that we often have to, to struggle with. And that that is enough to be a character story. Uh, yeah, a great example that came to mind is uh, It's a Wonderful Life, which is a character story about a really, really good person um, who, you know, kind of his problem is he's got, you know, big ambitions and big dreams that he keeps giving up because he's too nice and he gives all his money and all his time to other people. And that does eventually lead him, you know, to a, a suicide attempt. And so there's definitely flaws at work, but in general, it's a character story about a very good person rather than about a very flawed one. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking about the kind of character story where someone is trying really, really hard to be who they think they are supposed to be. And that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with character flaws at all. Um, and that the process of their character story is to question all of these things that they are supposed to be and discover who they actually are. And so in a way, it's kind of a story about rebellion. Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. Which actually leads me to, to talking a little bit about the obstacles versus complications in this form. So obstacles in, in when you're looking at a character story is that each self-revelation, um, each time they, they discover something new, it, it opens up additional problems with their self-identity. So if they're, if they're like, well, this is who I'm supposed to be. This is how everybody sees me. When they're, when they're going through that and then they realize, oh, but this, this doesn't actually fit me. And that shows them you know, th- this one piece of how everybody sees me doesn't fit me. And if if I try to shift that, it shows this f- problem with this other piece of of me. And so you can have this cascading sense of, of problems with self-identity. But complications are when self-revelation opens up a different problem that is not related specifically to their identity. So this would be things like, um, where, uh, th- that, uh, imposter syndrome, uh, makes them decide that they aren't going to turn in, um, that, that they aren't going to turn in a manuscript, say, and, uh, and they aren't going to communicate to their editor about this. I'm not speaking to anyone in our audience at all. <laughs> and, um, and, and that's all, you know, that's all being motivated by this sense of, of self. But what it kicks off is this whole cascade of event problems where everything has to move around because the manuscript hasn't been turned in. And it could eventually lead to a status quo change where uh, they are, you know, they, they have to return the advance. To be clear, just for anyone who's afraid of this, um, it is totally okay to be late with your manuscript as long as you communicate clearly with your editor. <laughs> I say, and I am late with my manuscript. 
Uh, I have a question, but before we get to it, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, I'd love to hear about the book of the week. Uh, so, Charlotte, uh, you're the one who has our book of the week this time. That's right. It's me on book of the week. Um, so, my book of the week is Poppy Show, P-O-P-I-S-H-O in the U.S., or This One Sky Day in the U.K. by Leonie Ross. And it is full of amazing, magical characters. It's a super sensual novel. Um, it conjures a world where magic is everywhere. Food is fate, politics are broken, and love awaits. And it just brims and blisters with life and love and grief and magic. And the overarching, I guess, thread is character because it's also a love story. I think I need to read this a lot. You uh, do. So Everybody should read it. Poppy Show or, or This One Sky Day. This one's that's it. Dan, what was your thing? Okay, so... I am wondering about coming-of-age novels, mm -hmm. coming-of-age stories, something like Little Women or Huckleberry Finn. Are those character stories? Yeah. I'm asking mostly because I can't think of where else they fit. They, they are. I mean, so coming-of-age uh, often is coupled with event because they are, they are experiencing a change in, in external status quo. Um, not always, but but frequently. But really what it is, is that the character is trying on different identities uh, a lot of times as as part of a coming of age. This is something that we all go through when we are teens and sometimes it continues on. Um, the, the the thing to understand about character stories is the, the tri-fail cycles. So in tri-fail cycles, 
your character is basically clinging to their own their old self definition, um, or they are trying on a new one. It's it's basically it's this the the, the idea is that we our self definition is is super precious to us, and shifting it is terrifying because it, it completely redefines who we are. So every time you have a, a try fail cycle, uh, what what your character is doing is like, is is this who I am? Is the question that they're asking, you know? And if if they're trying to break out of a role, it's like it's it's someone that they don't want to be. And if they're trying to take on a new role, this is you know they're they're experimenting. So is this who I am? Is the question that they're asking. And when they fail, the answer is no. This isn't who I am. And that leads them to their next level because they have to try something else at that point. So that's, that, that is basically what's going on with the try-fail cycle. And, and in the coming-of-age stories, it's, you know, they're, they are doing two things frequently uh, with, when it's a kid growing up. They are trying to cling to the safe things of childhood, and they're also trying to reach to the adulthood. So frequently what you've got is that they're doing both. They are trying to cling to their old self-definition, and they're trying to try on the new ones at the same time. Yeah. You know, it occurs to me as well that character might be the most common, as we talk about nesting these things, character might be the most common outer frame you know, you look at something like Shawshank Redemption, which is clearly a milieu story overall, but it doesn't really end until the character of Red learns to hope again, mm-hmm. which is how we started the movie. There's this thin shell of character development around it. Um, and there, there's, you know, countless examples that, that we don't necessarily have to go through, but whatever story you're telling, there's this character frame around it because that's kind of that really satisfying emotional button on the end of a story yeah yeah as you were saying that i'm like oh yeah this is reluctant hero is the same that's that's the it's like am i a hero no and then you get to the end of the story i am a hero (laughs) yeah i mean not to do another morgan freeman one but seven does the same thing it is obviously an inquiry story through and through but it begins with Morgan Freeman saying, this is a horrible place and my life is awful and I got to get out of here. And it ends with him saying, what, you know what? I can do a lot of good if I stick around here. Again, he has learned to hope he has grown as a person. And that is the the shell around the inquiry story is this character frame. That is the most optimistic reading of the ending of Seven that I have ever heard in my life. Well, but it's true, though, because the inquiry story ends horribly. But the story itself ends with him kind of getting a little bit of hope. And, yeah, it's it's you got to really dig through some mud to find any kind of optimism there. But it's there. It's there. Um. Mary Robinette and uh, my other um, people in this podcast um, question character story. How do you get it from, how do you stop it from being navel gazy? How do you make it, you know, a driver? How do you keep it going? How do you, you know, make it exciting? 
Yeah, yeah, this is uh, such a good question because frequently people are uh, just, you know, it, it, they think, oh, if my character is dealing with this internal self-doubt, it's all my character just going, oh, woe is me, woe. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of so, describing of the thoughts and the feelings and the, you know, there's no yeah. action. <laughs> so it's, I was going to say, like, the thing about all of these all of these elements so far, but I'm seeing, especially with character, is that it needs some juice. Like, yes. <laughs> we're doing an escape from this place because we are answering these questions, because we are examining ourselves and changing because. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, again, why you almost never see them solo, because they can be super dull. And you need the juice that that another another thread gives you, um, or or the stakes. You know what? Why does it matter to this character? The for me the the thing that I think about is um, that while you have an internal conflict, you have to externalize it to make it visible. So, you know, again, I come out of theater and. So what you're looking, one of the things that we say is um, acting is reacting. That that the character, it's not just the the character sitting there and having feelings inside themselves. It is them reacting to their environment and moving through it and taking actions. But the actions that you take and the reactions that you have change from person to person. And what happens in a character story is that a character is becoming a different person as they go through the story. So the actions, the externalization of of that change means that they are making different concrete choices in the physical world based on the internal changes that are happening to them. And so making, figuring out, you know, what, what are the you know, what does the way their mind is built, what does that do to affect the way they move through the world? And then you make, you you frequently wind up presenting them with increments of the same choice um, and that they respond to that choice in slightly different ways each time they come up upon it. It doesn't mean that it has to be exactly the same beat, but it's the same kind of uh, thematic choice. Like, uh, do I kick the puppy this time or do I not kick the puppy? <laughs> the question the we puppy? all must ask ourselves. <laughs> oh, dear. I may have just revealed awesome. too much about what? myself there. <laughs> so um, what homework do we have? For a character, shockingly, we're taking uh, our fairy tale and we are converting it straight to being just a character story. So, in in our story of Goldilocks, um, there are four different characters, and I can decide to center that story on any one of them. So, if I center it on Goldilocks, Goldilocks is tired of being treated like a child, and so she is going to prove that she's not a child by going out and having adventures, and then realizes the adventures are too frightening for her, and that maybe she's better off being a little girl after all. Or it can be Mama Bear desperately wants to be a great porridge artist, but no one appreciates her porridge 
Her family doesn't. She's disconsolate. Her family takes her out to try to cheer her up. She attempts to pack a picnic to fit into the mold that they want her to fit into. And she's just so unhappy making sandwiches. Sandwiches are for a different kind of bear. She returns home, nearly broken, and discovers that someone has eaten her porridge and loved it. She has found her audience, little blonde girls. So you can uh you can can do this in any way you want now obviously there is in 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 my very dramatic uh mama bear telling uh there there is an event that happens in there that's a catalyst which is someone comes and eats her porridge but uh but what we're looking at there is her attempting to fit herself into the mold that people are expecting her to be in and her sadness that she is not appreciated for who she truly is, a great porridge artist. Uh, so, Well, now I want to <laughs> read that version of the story. <laughs> All right. So your job is to take whatever you're working on and try to strip it down to being just character. Good luck. Excellent. You are out of excuses. Now go write. This episode of Writing Excuses was engineered by Marshall Carr Jr. and mastered by Alex Jackson. Your hosts were Dan Wells, C.L. Polk, Charlotte Forfier, and Mary Robinette Kowal. If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storyteller's stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, and a couple of other things like, do you want to do a one-on-one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus. Locus. 